Ladies and gentlemen, if you're seeing this, you have survived another week. Welcome to the Marcelin Brothers Podcast. Today is November 24th, Christmas Eve. December 24th. December 24th. Yeah, I'm just off by a month. My daughter would be very disappointed because we've been taking her out on walks and she's been learning how to say Santa. So, yes, it is December 24th, Christmas Eve. As you can see, all three of us are here together, which means we are doing our holiday vacation. How is that possible? We're not in three different... So what ends up happening is there's an airplane, and then Marvin and Donna went on the airplane, and they were able to fly down to stay with mom and dad. I come from work, as you can see, I'm dressed up in scrubs because when you're in healthcare, you got to work no matter what day it is, and you're on vacation. So that's how we made it work. Uh, sounds so clear to me now. Wait a second. This is episode number four. What? Four episodes in? Oh my goodness. So Marvin, rolling. Marvin, what are we going to be talking about today on this episode? Oh man, we have an awesome show for you today. So, the man in the middle is going to be the guy that we are interviewing today. So it's going to be an awesome interview. And we just love coming out here and talking to you guys. It's so much fun. So much fun. You guys are going to like this episode. Stay tuned. Alright, so you guys have been watching this for episode number four, so you already know what the routine is. We're going to start off with some current events. After that, we'll break down how our week has gone, and then after that, we will go straight into the interview. So without further ado, let's go with Mr. Marvin, since you're the one that traveled the furthest to get here. What's going on? Tell us your current event and tell us a little bit about what's been going on for you this week. Alright, check it out, y'all. I went to NPR.org to get my current event today, and the topic that I want to briefly talk about is we are in a partial government shutdown. Shutdown! So, this shutdown, the partial shutdown of the U.S. government began, uh, began Saturday and affects about a quarter of the government. About 800,000 federal workers will feel the effects as lawmakers try to come to an agreement on the set spending bill to keep the government funding. So it looks like the main thing is this border wall. Will we get it? Will we not? Will politics figure it out? Time will tell. What about you, ACM? What's going on with you and your neck of the woods? Let's talk. start off with your story first. My story. My story. Very, very sad news. Apparently, the Hurricanes starting quarterback, Nkosi Perry, hints that he might be suspended for the pinstripe bowl. Go Canes, apparently... His off-the-field actions got in the way. He's got some scandalous video on social media. Apparently that's going to come in the way of his football career. So keep your social media under control. So I guess let me ask you this. As a representative of the U, as an alumni of the U, as also a, you know, as we'll get into today, a collegiate player in your past, tell me what do you think about everything that's going on with Okosi and what advice would you give him? I mean, it's just... This is a business. I mean, you're always representative of the U no matter where you go. Time to start acting like it. Clean up the social media account. you got to always mind your P's and Q's at all times. People are always watching whenever you're in the spotlight. It's not going to end here. When you're in the NFL, uh, whatever level you take it to, you're always going to be looked at as a role model, and you're always going to be in the spotlight. So just keep it clean. Get better filters or whatever it's called to lock everything out. Yeah, especially when you're going to be the quarterback. I mean, everybody knows, you know, we all play sports. Being the quarterback, you're the face of that program. And if you're not going to conduct yourself 
in a respectable manner, you're going to not only bring bad name upon your team, but more importantly upon yourself. So I just hope he figures it out. I know he's a young guy, but at the same time, these quarterbacks got to figure it out. Privacy filters or stay off the social media. So tell us what's been going on for you during this week. It's been amazing. Yes, I'm still on vacation. Ooh. Yes. Um, did nice. lots of family stuff, outings, met up with some friends. I got to go to Santa's Enchanted Forest. Santa's Enchanted Forest. Yes. We didn't plan that, by the way. No, we really didn't. But those of you who are from South Florida know exactly what we mean when we say Santa's Enchanted Forest. Very cool. Did you give your what's been going on for you this week? No, not yet. But I guess this is a great opportunity to do this. First thing, I want, for those of you who are on YouTube watching this, my shirt says, our first Christmas as Mr. and Mrs. So my wife has matching shirts, so we're just rocking those matching shirts today. Second thing, happy birthday, baby. Today's my, my wife's birthday. So she's a wonderful, awesome woman. So glad she's in my life. Love you, Donna. Tell her to say hello. <laughs> she's not here right now, but... When she listens. Ah, all right. Very cool. All right, well, I guess we'll do my current event. So I don't know if a lot of you guys heard about the story about the wrestler in, I guess it was elementary, or I think it was junior high or high school. A high school wrestler. These are, there was a high school wrestler who essentially was given an ultimatum as to whether or not he could perform. So it's either if he wanted to wrestle, he had to cut his hair or he would have to forfeit. So this news story came out last week, and as you can imagine, there was a lot of controversy behind this. So long story short, what ended up happening is there was a referee, his name is Alan Maloney. He instructed the wrestler to have his dreadlocks cut in order to compete in a bout, or he would have to forfeit. This so in the middle of the match? Pretty much what ended up happening is... You got the two individuals from both schools, they went up to the mat, they're about to get ready, and then you can see the referee pretty much spoke to the wrestler who had dreadlocks and gave him the ultimatum, you either cut your dreadlocks or you have to forfeit the match. And this guy, I, mean, I don't know if I would have done that in a thousand shoes, but this young man, I gave him so much respect because he just told his coach, hey, come over here, cut the dreadlocks, I want to wrestle. He wrestled, he ends up winning. Wow. Those points end up being the difference maker in that team winning. There you go. But when I was looking at that, so many different thoughts came through my mind. And there is a huge story that's going on about this. It's, you know, should, one, what's going on with this referee? Why does this referee ask this gentleman to do that? The referee shouldn't even have the power to do that. Yeah. I'm sure that's not even any Florida high school athletics uh, guidelines or anything. Yeah, so it sounds like this guy has been suspended indefinitely, the referee, which is good. But the fact that it got to that point, yeah. you know, it's pretty scathing because you're asking a young man to, you know, identify with his hair and you're asking him to cut his hair when school hasn't done anything about that. He hasn't been talked about this, right. you know, during his classes and the sporting event, they're asking him to cut his hair. And this is probably not the first match of the year, right? So no. he's probably done other matches prior to this. I'm not sure I didn't read the article, but that's what I'm assuming. But I give this guy a lot of credits. He thought about his team over himself. I know when they were talking to different members of the team, they said that if they would have done it again, you know, they might have walked out of the match just to give this, this wrestler the support. But it all happened so quickly. And I know that this gentleman has received lots of support 
from the community. So I just give this gentleman a lot of respect for thinking about his team to make it work, but at the same time, it's just so difficult that that discussion had to have been had. And I hope that, you know, the Wrestling Federation really takes a look at this and makes sure that they put things into place so that this gentleman or anybody else who has whatever type of hair stuff they have have to be humiliated, have to be forced to cut their hair in front of everybody else. So, yeah, those are all three stories. So, what's been going on with me this week? Well, we've had lots of celebrations again. This is the holiday time. So, with the holiday time, it's a great time for the family to be able to come together. So, with the family coming together, this past weekend, we ended up doing a toddler Christmas. So, during this toddler Christmas, my daughter and a lot of her friends from Jimboree, as well as a lot of the kids in the family, they all went over to our house and we had a nice special holiday Christmas toddler Christmas where we had a Santa that came, we ended up having story time, the kids got to decorate a big tree, so it was a pretty good outing for them, so that was a lot of fun. And then yesterday we ended up doing the Marcelin Family Christmas, so that's a tradition that we like to do where we have the Marcelin family come over and we exchange our gifts because a lot of us work, so it's very difficult for us to be able to sit in one place, have time off at the same time, so that was a fun experience. And then we had the fish fry. Fish fry, I heard, was a success. So lots of good time hanging out Tasty with family. Food. Tasty Delicious. food. We ended up, um, shout out to Finger Licking. We'll give you the free shout out of the weekend. Finger Licking is one of the urban restaurants that are down the street from us. And we ended up having fried broccoli. We ended up having fried shrimp. We ended up having chicken wings. It was good Delish. stuff all around. Delish. For sure. Alright, so let's get to the next step of the agenda. We are going to interview Alan Christopher Marcelin, alright? So, as we've been doing for the last few episodes, we've had an opportunity to get to know each and every one of us from who we are and how we got to the point that we're at. So we want to finish this off with AC so that the world gets to know what he's about, and then after that, then we'll be able to go on to some more of our topics in the future. So, what do you want to do, Marvin? How do you want to do this? Same setup as before? Same setup as before. Let's uh, give the mic to my brother and let's see what is it that um, you do for a living. How did you come about to making that decision and where are you during that path uh, currently? Yeah. <clears throat> so, I knew this was coming up for a long time now and I was definitely having some self-reflection as far as what am I going to say for this podcast and kind of how did I come down this path? And I figured out that it was just a series of lots of decisions. And basically, um, for the first time, hold on one second, Eli, come here. Come on, Eli. You're going to be on TV. <laughs> Do you have to go to the party? Are you okay? Hi, Elijah Michael. All right, he's just, this is my son, Eli, he's just up from his nap. Eli, say hi. That way. You're on TV. <laughs> he's like, I don't care. <laughs> That's the same look I have when I get up in the morning, believe me. Okay, so basically, um, I would say it's lots and lots and lots of competition. Um, I'm the third in line, um, older sister and two older brothers, so I'm the last one, and basically, that's just a... Uh, package. So basically, I've had a lot to look forward and look up to. I would see these two guys coming home 
from school. I remember seeing him at leaving you guys at school bus stop in the morning and seeing you guys go to school and being excited to go to school. Um, I remember you guys. Uh, we had, we went to the same school, so we had all the same teachers. So I knew all the teachers. Everyone was expecting me to be a star student like these guys. So it was pretty much set before me that. I was expected to get good grades and be uh, great in class, so it was pretty easy for me. Um, the path was pretty much set for me. Um, these guys started playing football, so of course the competitor in me was like, all right, I'm going to start playing football. Um, Junior and Marvin both had opportunities to play college football. Marvin took it and decided to play college football. So I said, all right, I guess I'm going to play college football. So I started thinking about it. Um, started telling my coaches, yes, I wanted to play college football, um, and I was able to play college football for Eastern Illinois University. I got a full ride, um, went out to Eastern Illinois University. Oh, Is this the same school that Tony Romo went to? Tony Romo, yes, and the Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, the Jimmy Garoppolo, and what about uh, New Orleans Saint coach? Yeah, Sean Payton. Sean yeah. Payton, okay. Yeah. Wow, wow. Awesome. So we have a lot of coaches and players in the NFL from Eastern Illinois. Small school in Charleston, Illinois. It was a great time. I had fun. I loved it. Um, I was playing football up there. I kind of didn't really decide what I wanted to do. I just knew what I didn't want to do and kind of crossed off a lot of things on my list. I knew I wanted to get a major that um, I was going to be able to do something with afterwards and have a job lined up. Um, my father's a physician. And I started out saying, nope, not going to be a physician, not going to do it. Um, started taking biology classes, and kind of the more I figured out what I didn't want to do, uh, the more it just pointed me to be in a physician. So I said, all right, let's do it. Let's do this physician thing. Um, started studying while doing sports. Um, wait, 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 wait. You were able to juggle both at the same time? Yeah, it was very, very tough. Very, very... It required a lot, lots and lots and lots of time discipline and time management. Um, I'm talking about having, being a, a college athlete was two full-time jobs ready, and being pre-med was the third one on top of it. So I had to stack all three of those up. I'm talking about every minute of every day was accounted for. And really, football provided a lot of the discipline with the strict schedule we had already, so it was pretty easy to kind of just tack on to what I was already doing. So it would be waking up at 4 a.m. for the workouts, after the workouts, going straight to class. At 4 a.m.? Yeah. And, yeah. Okay, just making sure. Like, people are probably coming back home from going out and you're getting up. So you're pretty much seeing them come home. Yes, yes. Wow. Doing the walk of shame while you're headed over to play sports. And it's funny, because at least when we lived in the dorms, we used to have, there was a lot of the athletes who lived on the same floor, a lot of people on the football team. We had little battles with what we call the civilians, <laughs> uh, the people who didn't play sports. So we'd be in bed 10, 11 p.m. They'd be up, starting to pregame, getting ready to go out. They'd be loud. Um, we would be um, wanting to sleep, and we'd politely say, hey, can you guys keep it down? No, it didn't happen. So what would happen is, the next couple of times at 4 a.m., mm -hmm. we would all get in the hallways, be loud, have a good time, start throwing the football around, and then all of a sudden, the next couple of weeks, it was quiet at 11. So wow. we had to do that. <laughs> yeah, you guys made it work. Like, living in a dorm, I think, is so interesting because it's like its own little civilization in itself because right. you've got so many different types of people who are there, you have, 
it's a nice microcosm of what you'll see in the real world. So it's interesting when you have those little dynamics that come up, how do you set it up as a society? And this is a simple explanation of one of the things that lots of people see all the time. So I don't know, that was a sidebar conversation, but I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um, that was kind of probably fresh near towards the beginning. And then after a while, everyone kind of figured out what our schedule was and very polite. We worked around it. Um, yeah, I've been doing a lot of the classes and so what were we, 4 a.m. workouts, coming back, going to class. I always made sure to have the 8 a.m. classes because I was already up, so I just mm -hmm. stacked those out in a row, um, get my work done in between, go to practice starting at about 3, 3 to about 7.30, football practice, film study, after 7.30, showered, had dinner, um, and then after dinner, would go back, do homework, and then I would do work on some research at the lab. I convinced uh, one of my instructors to give me a key to the lab. Wow. And I would do my research probably after hours from like 9 to 10.30 in the computer wow. in the science lab. Wow. Yeah, and then pretty much rinse and repeat. Did that for a couple of years. Um, was able to work my way through it and... I eventually got accepted to medical school. I went Ooh. to University of Miami. Wow. It's all about the U. The U. Um, had a great time there. Had a great time there. And pretty much, I just kept the same, the same um, drive and focus that I had. And rewinding, I met my girlfriend at the time, and now my wife at Eastern Illinois University. So yeah, even was able to balance a social life on top of it. Um, she ended up going to Miami also for schooling, so we both came down to Miami for postgraduate schooling. Um, she's now a nurse, um, and then I was going through medical school. Wow. Uh, we decided to just keep similar schedule. Um, medical school was a lot nicer than having three full-time jobs as far as the going to college, being a Division One AA athlete, and being pre-med. So. Most people were complaining about med school, and for me, it was kind of a nice break. Yeah, that's very interesting, because usually people will say that their training is the hardest thing that they've ever done, but for you, that was probably one of the easier things. I mean, I wouldn't say easier, but it was definitely a nice break. Um, a nice break. I don't know many yeah. people that would say med school is a break. Yeah. So, continuing on with med school, um, probably halfway through med school, I proposed to my then-girlfriend, now wife at the time. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> she said yes. Yes. Very important. important. There you go. And kind of one of the big things that I always believed in is I knew that once I chose to be a doctor that it would be a difficult, long route. And one thing I noticed is of the people I talked to that would say kind of the negatives on why not to be a doctor, they would always say, oh, the training's so long, it takes forever, you have to put your life on hold. And I thought to myself, why? Hmm. Why do you have to put your life on hold? Lots of people would always wait to do everything they wanted to do. And I figured, in order to not resent what I'm doing, to keep on living my life. So, I did end up getting married during medical school. Um, it was great, best decision ever. Uh, my wife was very supportive. It was very good, very fun. We had lots of good times. And she was even my study buddy again. Um, then once we got through medical school, uh, towards the end of medical school, I had to decide what specialty. So, for those of you who don't, aren't kind of familiar with the track, so it's usually um, you go through high school, you get your high school degree, 
and then you go to college. You only require to have four years of undergrad is what we call it to get your bachelor's. Um, most people do biological sciences or chemistry. The job is or the goal is to get your science prereqs out of the way, um, the pre-med prerequisites. You can major in anything you want as long as you get the prerequisites. Some people minor in other things. Um, once you get your four-year degree from undergrad, you are you apply to medical school. Medical school is four years, and then after medical school, you apply for a residency. So if you finish medical school, you become a doctor, but you have to be trained in some sort of specialty. Um, so then you pick probably about your third year of medical school, three out of four. You pick kind of what you want to do, and then you start applying for it. So my third year, I knew I wanted to be in the operating room. That was... To me, it was right along the path of how I've always lived my life. Um, exciting, um, always minute to minute, every minute counted, kind of action, reaction, right then and there, right in the thick of it. So I definitely wanted to be in the operating room. And I just, it was one of those things where I didn't know what anesthesia was starting off. And once I found out exactly what it was, fell in love with it, I decided that that was a specialty for me. Um, just kind of very acute, uh, life-saving. It's speed to beat every second counts. A lot of pharmacology, lots of on-the-go math, doing a lot of procedures, and it has a good work-life balance too. So that's exactly what I thought I felt was great for me. Um, went on some interviews. Uh, so afterwards, once you decide what you want to do, then you kind of have to apply to the program. You go and write an application, and then they accept the first round. And if they like you, they invite you out for an interview. So I went on interviews all around the East Coast, and I constantly found myself comparing it to Miami. I said, well, I'm going to compare it to Miami. I might as well just go to Miami. So that became my number one choice. Um, and that's where I'm currently at now. I'm in the last year of my training. Wow. And then Congrats. once your training's done, then you start looking for a job. So that's where I'm at now. Wait, so while in residency, can you talk about what that entails? Like, for example, you get paid? Oh. Okay, always... that's true, that's true, that's true. So, backing up, backpedaling a little bit. <laughs> so, with medical school, you're paying for medical school. Most people take out a loan for medical school. A couple people are fortunate to have it paid for by the parents or significant others, or some people work before going into medical school and are able to pay for it. Um, also, some people um, work or sign up, I guess, with the military. So there's a, a deal you can do where they'll pay for your medical school and you're required to pay back year for year with service. So some people did that. I chose to do the conventional route and get a loan. So during medical school, this is kind of where everyone's talking about where they say lots of physicians come out with big loans. So with medical schools where you take out the loans, I was fortunate enough to go to um, one of the more cost-efficient medical schools. Um, some of them out there are arm and a leg, one of these and one of these. <laughs> so mine was still expensive, but it was on the more affordable side. Um, and then once you get to residency, you do get paid. Um, you get paid a portion of what you would make once you're finished. Um, so residency is kind of a position in training. And then what we call an attending is kind of full-fledged doctor who's able to practice on their own. So in residency, you have a junior salary, and some people either decide to start paying off a portion of their loans during residency, 
or you have the option to kind of defer it and just wait till later to pay for it. So now I'm in my last year and I'm currently looking for a job and trying to um, finalize everything with that portion. Wow. That might be, you know, maybe one of these podcasts that we do is maybe we can just talk about residency life in general, what you do. Yeah. Because yeah, we've got three different perspectives, me doing a pharmacy one, you doing a podiatry one, and then Christopher doing a medical <laughs> one. So I think that might be a good topic to talk about in the future. Oh, and backpedaling. I forgot. I mean, I have evidence sitting on my lap right now. <laughs> For those of you on the YouTube channel, you saw my son, Elijah, graciously joined us right at the beginning of the interview. He came down from his nap. Um, intern year of residency, uh, I had Elijah, my first child, and this is now year four out of four. My last year, I had my second child, Eleanor. So I kept true to kind of the same mindset before of I'm going to keep living my life. I'm not going to put my life on hold for training or anything like that, and I think that's the best way to go. That's really, really cool. So let's change gears a little bit. So you told us how you got to where you are now. Let's talk a little bit about what continues to motivate you, what makes you do the things that you do, and what are some of your future steps? I mean, it's definitely interesting. So one of the things that motivated me is um, I wanted to have purpose. I wanted my life, because I feel like we spend a majority of our life working, and I wanted my life to have purpose or my job to have purpose as far as what I'm doing to be always impacting other people, helping other people, um, making someone else's day just a little bit better. And at the same time, I always wanted um, to be challenged. I wanted it to be challenging um, and I wanted to go home feeling good about myself. And at the same time, uh, I still wanted a nice job with some prestige, so just lined up that being a physician fit perfect for me. So I'm definitely motivated by providing for my family, um, this little guy right here, my wife and my daughter, and also just helping the community out, leaving it better than I found it. You know, I, I agree with you, and then I think that that's going to really touch what our next topics that we'll be talking about in future podcasts. I know the next item that we want to talk about is paying it forward and what do we do and why do we do it. And I think that we'll definitely have to touch on what you just commented on because I think that's something that does resonate amongst the three of us. So, um, Junior, can you tell us how people can contact us if they want to do a shout out, send an email, you know, if they want to tune in for more episodes, like what can they do to do that? Very cool. So, our main area of communication, we've got an email address. Again, it's going to be Marcelin Brothers, M-A-R-C-E-L-I-N-B-R-O-T-H-E-R-S, at gmail.com. You can reach us there. We also have Instagram. That's going to be Marcelin Brothers. That's on Instagram, so if you are an IG person, you can go on that route. Same handle for Twitter, Marcelin Brothers. And then we have a Facebook group. So we're going to start posting some of our interviews. We'll start you know, making sure that we use that as an avenue for us to be able to communicate with the group. You can also find us on any of the podcast programs that you use. So we're on iTunes and we're also on Google Play, Marshall Brothers Podcast. And then we also have this YouTube channel. So if you're listening, you are probably listening to us on one of the podcasts. Or if you're watching this, you're probably checking us out on our YouTube page. And again, our YouTube page is going to be your Marshall Brothers Podcast. 
Awesome. I think that was a fantastic interview. Um, any last words? Any parting words? Um, I'd definitely say take a careful thought, approach to what you want to do, and there's always you're always able to do whatever you want as long as you have the drive and motivation to do it. Well said. Well said. So, uh, this is Marvin. That was Alan Christopher Marsling. And this is Harry Patrick Marsling. We are the Marsling Brothers. We're signing out. Talk to you guys later. Well, I'll probably see you guys later tonight or tomorrow. Of course. True. It's December 24th. We'll definitely see you tonight and tomorrow. All right. Also, so, Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Enjoy the holidays. Marvin's going to be out for a little bit. So we'll be reconvening as soon as possible. Take it easy, guys. Later.